One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. I'm Seb Delaney. Oh, very good. Hardly a pause there at all. Lovely stuff. None. Not, well, a little bit of one. Micro pause. Never mind. Um, it's Deep Delve, Mailbag Delve, whatever it's called, episode Dive, day. dive, dive into the mailbag. Oh, I like it. The mailbag of Top Flight Time Machine. Sorry, I haven't worked on that. That was spontaneous. Well, that's a good start. You yeah. Take that and work with it. Put your fist in, have a feel around, pull out the mail, yeah, and say it out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a bit of a Second World War kind of song. Yeah, that's to rally the, the troops. The template, template for all of my songs usually. Yeah. Um, did you hear me on my brother's radio show? I heard a bit of it. I had a bit of it, and I, I texted I, in we, a, a request, but I yeah, didn't hear the request get played. Well, we we fucking played it. Did you? And Good. I and yeah, and I. Do you know what? He was going, oh, I don't usually play aha. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I lectured him on, yeah. and his listeners. I really applied the top flight time machine method <laughs> of really criticising and being abusive to listeners, yeah. which I don't. I think it jarred with his style because he's got quite a nice vibe going on on his show and they're yeah. like a nice little gang. So I don't know. if uh, Would it be too extreme for me to say that I ruined his show? And that he regretted having me on it? Possibly, yes. But, you know, he knew what he was getting into when yeah. he asked me to come on it. Exactly. And I said, look, Andy's fucking requested this song, and you are being a snob, and so are your listeners, right? Mm. And he did at least admit to that, that they, him and his listeners were music snobs when it came to things like pop music and that. Yeah. And uh, But he then defended the fact that they were snobs. He said it was a good thing. Um, I don't know if there's a listen back capability, but I would, uh, you know, I was hoping you were listening because I sort of was shouting at him on your behalf. No, but I he was played in, it in the. I, he I played was in it a in record shop looking for record shop day stuff. Oh, it was record shop day, wasn't but it? They didn't actually. The shop I was in didn't do record shop day, so I just ended up looking at their regular shit. Why not? Oh, no, we don't get involved in that shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hello, they give mate. us a good you... reason. They give us a good reason why. Because it's bollocks. That's London shite, that is. They've, because the, um, all the shops that take part in Record Shop, they've got to buy all the stock in advance. There's no sale or return or anything. So they've got to oh. take a punt on everything they get in and hope they'll sell it. And they said in, that it's not been worth their while the last couple of years. So, but what, what's that? What you just sell? You use your records, but cash in on the fact that there's a big surge of activity around record shops. That's what I'd do. I don't know how it works, but that's 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 what happens. It, it hasn't right. been worth their while for the last couple of years. But there's another shop that does it. I'm going to go have a look in there tomorrow. Mm. But that's that's not really relevant. But thanks for getting him to play the song. Did he agree that it's one of the greatest pop songs of all time after he'd heard he it? He said it was. He, he said he liked it, and I said, listen, because you'd said that you wanted to one day do a talk on it and a sixty-minute lecture. Yeah, and I've he, been, he liked. I've been losing he liked you by that out. 
And I said, well, that's... That's what... Uh, yeah, sorry, what's the song again? I've Been Losing You by Aha. He's, I, I said, yeah, you've, you, you liked reading the email out about him giving a 60-minute academic talk on it because that elevates it in some way. Yeah. But it shouldn't need elevating. No. It should just be a good song. A good song yeah. is a good song. It then becomes you, something the snobs would be interested in. Precisely. So it's the cultural clothing you give something that mm. makes it acceptable or not acceptable as opposed to just how fucking good it is. I'll do my lecture. I'll do my 60-minute lecture on it. I'll put it out as a podcast, and we'll see if it gets more listens than his uh, niche internet radio yeah. show. So we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, List of things I'll play. never do. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, I don't know what led us on to all of that. Give it a plug. But, uh, What's, it's the Watchable my, Radio Show, isn't it's it? The, it's the Watchable Radio Show. It's on EN5 Radio every Saturday morning. You can listen to it online. I'll, it'll be on my Twitter feed because I was thinking about it. It is actually quite good. He does play N- good music on it. Yeah, I've listened to it from time to time. And it he is, is good. polite. Yeah. So if it's if it's politeness you're after, then give yeah. it a go. I don't <laughs> see the appeal in that, but, you know, each their own. <laughs> I'm glad I could disrupt it a little bit. Yeah, I was I was glad was to be nice. given that opportunity. <laughs> I can safely say I will never be given that opportunity again. <laughs> oh well. Right, let's have a look what's what's in the the mailbag. There was a very good tweet that we had on Sunday morning from a five aside match, mm. um, and s- some fellas said they were playing for belts, and it was uh, I've got the name of the fella here. Hang on, where's it gone? Oh, fuck me, it's disappeared. There it is. It was um, Spencer Hutchinson. And his tweet said, playing five-a-side for a belt. And it was a, a boxing belt. And it had pictures of Kevin Keegan, Roy Keane, and Professor Yaffle on it. <laughs> so they'd gone to the, the trouble of doing that. And they were playing a game to win that. And the, yeah. the, the Roy Keane in the middle of the belt actually spun round. Did it? I'd Did you see that? that? No. There was a follow-up tweet. Um, where they actually <laughs> like show that. it spin. There was a follow-up suite where it spins. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. I like that. That's great. Yeah, but you know it's what? really good. The most chilling thing about it was that five-a-side game was taking place within a mile of my home. And I felt um, a little yeah, bit... Yeah, that is chilling. I would check outside the window. They could be there now. Yeah, I felt a little bit um, threatened by that. I don't know if they'd come from miles around to do that in Sunderland or whether they were local lads. I hope it was the latter. All right, Andy. I you that Andy off of Top Lake Time Machine. I made you something. <laughs> Just it's, a, belt. it's a mask of your own face. <laughs> and I've I've made it out of roadkill what I found near my farm <laughs> that I live on with my mum and dad. I've got two. We've got one each. You want to put it on? I'll take our photos for the internet. That'll it's be a nice. bit bloody like, but you don't mind that, do Some you? Some of the blood's dried up, but it's mostly mostly dry now. A little bit soggy, <laughs> but mostly dry. But I have to go <laughs> soon, so we'll have to get the photos now. That's all right, isn't it? Uh, uh, all right, uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for your support. Thanks for enjoying the podcast so much. Um, there has been some good tweets. I mean, that belt is great, and I'll stick it on the Instagram, and I've already retweeted it. So, so I just tweeted it to you, the spinning bit, Andy. And right. I said, I, I want one. And just continuing the potential alarm bells, potential red flags, Spencer has oh, tweeted me. I'm looking at it now. Sort of live show in Sunderland, and I'll relinquish my belt to you. Right. Something to think about, isn't it? Just to be clear, 
I'll relinquish my belt to you is not some sort of Sunderland euphemism for bumming, is it? Well, I don't know. We'll have to see, won't we? I tell you what, lad. I've seen you, you sexy little cockney bastard. Come up here and I'll relinquish my belt to you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> or maybe you'd like to relinquish yours to mine. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do something in Sunderland. That'll be good. Get yourself up. We'll do some live shows soon, won't we? Let's just let's just fucking book some and then work out afterwards what we're going to do. I'm 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 totally up for that, mate. I'm just waiting for you to signal the klaxon or whatever yeah, it is. We'll do that. We'll sort of that this uh, week or something. Whenever you want, I'll be there. There's yeah. another good tweet. A few people tweet me about this bloke who's dug a twelve foot hole. Um, yeah, by mistake. It's an old story that one, but it's a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ewan, Ewan um, has tweeted me, man digs 12-foot deep hole without realising his metal detector was picking up on his steel cap boots. So he just kept digging and digging and the metal detector kept getting louder and louder, but it wasn't metal in the ground, it was metal in his boots. But although it was all a mistake and he thought he'd found treasure, but he hadn't, Mm. at the end of the day, he wound up with a 12-foot hole. There's a lovely picture of the silly bastard stood in it it's a great hole, and yeah. at the end of the day, right, the hole in its the hole is rewarding itself. Exactly. And I've always yeah. said that. I ne- me and Darren from next door, we never made it to Disneyland, but it didn't matter because the hole was the hole. Yeah. Respect the hole. He started out trying to find some kind of fucking bit of gold or doubloon or something like that. Yeah. And in the end, he's he's, he's ended up with a hole. And he's probably better off for it. That's, so, that's you know, the, good all for him. the treasure you need is a little yeah. hole to live in or just spend time in, contemplating, meditating. What's that could've... clip of when William Shatner's talking about the mountain? What is it that he says? <clears throat> I've not seen that one. He says something like, why did he climb the mountain? He's talking about climbing a mountain. Yeah. I think he's talking about one time that Captain Kirk had to climb a mountain. Oh, right. right? In one of the Star Trek films or episodes. Uh. And... You know how William Shatner's completely insane? Yeah. And he thinks sometimes that he is Captain Kirk. I'm yeah. just going to Google it now. Um, so he was sort of being William Shatner, but he had sort of, he was talking, analysing why Captain Kirk had built, had climbed a big mountain. And he says something like, why did he climb the mountain? Because it was there. Ah. And there's something I can relate to in terms of hole digging. Oh. Is that Captain Kirk? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good song, I can't stop playing it. What is it? Is it a new theme tune you've been working on for the podcast? (laughs) This is the new Top Light Timing (laughs) theme tune, folks. Listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) To hug the mountain. Because it's there. <clears throat> Did you hear that? That's it. He wants Jesus. to make love to the mountain. Fucking hell. Whoa! This could be me. I want to recreate this clip. Yeah. But I want to be... Uh, recently, I posted a picture on our Instagram of me 
at the site of my legendary Disneyland yes, tunnel. I saw that. And I will return there and make one of my children probably film me on my phone. Just fucking mm. press record, stop asking questions. Right, and I'll do my own little <laughs> contemplation on the whole and why it existed. And right. then s- someone on YouTube might remix it to a dance track like they've done with this William Shatner business. Good, good stuff. Shall I read an email out? Yeah. This is from Rick, and it's a bullshit one. He says, I went to school with a lad who was an infamous bullshitter regularly coming out with claims such as having a secret system of tunnels in his house that connected yeah. all the rooms together. Oh, I like that. But the one that really sticks in my memory came when we were about 13 or 14. He'd been off school for about three or four days. When he came back, a few of us inquired as to what had been going on, assuming he'd been off with the flu or some such. He responded, can't really tell you what's classified. Ding, ding, <laughs> bullshit alarm. Um, myself and whoever else was around could not wait to probe further into this. If a known bullshitter uses the words, it's classified, you can be 100% sure that he's going to continue to tell you all about it. And he said... I was contacted by the Pentagon. We were in Scotland, says Rick. Oh, yeah, what for? My computer hacking skills. I hacked them the other day, and they tracked me down to ask if I wanted to work for them. They'd never seen hacking like it. (laughs) One of the lads who clearly had enough jumped in to point out a fairly major flaw in this story. Hang on, I've been to your house. You've not even got a PC. (laughs) <laughs> undeterred undeterred the expert bullshit that didn't break stride and responded don't need a PC for the stuff I do I do all my best hacking on my Sega Mega Drive <laughs> apparently that's what all the, C- the CIA used those <laughs> yeah and Rick says to this day whenever I say Sonic the Hedgehog all I can hear is I do my best hacking on a Sega Mega Drive <laughs> Sega <laughs> good stuff lovely um, got a recent email. Uh, we we brought up the subject of soft kid hard school. Um, we yeah. were both saying it's quite good to go to a school where there are rough lads, but you're not directly involved in their shenanigans. Yeah. You can just observe from the sidelines. I said it's the best sort of school to go to. I think you agreed. And Dave Allen has got in touch. Um, he's written Cunters on the soft kid hard school theme. Picture the scene lunchtime, nineteen eighty seven. A circus had pitched its big top near our school. Wow. <laughs> the head teacher had given permission for some of the circus staff to hand out discount flyers around the school during dinner break. Now, children, there is a circus in town, as you may have noticed. <laughs> I don't want any silliness around it. You're like, oh, oh yeah, of course not, miss. Um, what's what's the one thing that's better than a loose dog in the school? <laughs> yeah, a loose circus, a circus in the school. <laughs> yeah, right, full circus. There you go. One of the <clears throat> members of circus staff was, of course, a clown on eight foot high stilts. Right, brilliant. So these fucking eight foot clowns come into the school to hand out leaflets, flyers. All well and good until some of the more robust characters of the school set fire to the eight foot long nylon trousers that the clown was wearing. <laughs> The now-ablaze clown tried to stamp out on his legs whilst maintaining his balance. Things turned ugly as the clown was now being stoned by a mob who were calling him a Charlie Chester. (laughs) Hey, Charlie Chester, you're on fire, you daft bastard. 
The clown took refuge on a flat roof and the police were called. <laughs> Call the police. Clown. Call the police. Clown There's a clown a on fire on our roof. It's a, a subsection of our dad on a roof topic. <laughs> Hello. Clown on a roof. Hello, police. How can I help? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm calling from the school. Yeah, what is it? There is a clown, an eight-foot clown, on fire on our roof. Oh, really? Is there, madam? <laughs> Whatever next. A flying elephant, I suppose. The clown took refuge on the roof. Uh, us soft kids watched as the tough kids legged it. Cuntingly yours, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Great email. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. Jalapeño. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. I've got an email from another Dave. Might be the same one, not sure. Right. Don't really care. Doesn't matter. If your name's this Dave, sex- you're welcome. Sexfield one. He says, um, my best pal from school was working in a bar and I decided to head up one night, have a few drinks, catch up with him. Uh, as he was working there... These were times where I would just be sitting by myself at the bar looking around. He says these were different times where mobiles were basic yeah. and social media hadn't taken off. Yeah. So he had nothing to do. Yeah, other you don't have look anything around. to do, do you? Just sit there and look around. That's what we all yeah, did back then. Just look around all the it's time. It's good. I miss looking around. Yeah. I don't, I've got no idea what's going on these days because I don't look around at stuff. I don't look around. I'm Sometimes I leave my phone at home Instagram. in order to force me to look around more. Because yeah, and then you you find yourself in the park talking to a tree. Well, exactly. Usually. Yeah, that's how these things. So happen. it's not necessarily a good thing. When I don't have my phone. I'm either talking to trees or cats, aren't I? And yeah, then you get a bit of a reputation. Nature with Delaney. Mm. Um, so yeah, he, he was just sitting there looking around in this bar, and he says, "I was approached by a girl that my friend knew, and we got talking." At one stage, she produced a novelty condom that was housed in a sort of matchbox. Mm. I smiled. Then she said, "You can keep that if you want." Mm. We chatted some more, and she revealed that her parents are away for the weekend. Ooh. Being a bit naive, I still didn't twig what was going on. At the end of the night, I phoned a taxi and said she could share it. Ooh. As we pulled up outside her parents' house, she looked and said, Well, that's me. What are you up to? I responded, uh, Nothing really. Just going to head up the road. Catch you later. Oh, God. Dave. He says, I got home, lay in bed, and all of a sudden the pieces fell into place. Jesus Too Christ. late, Dave. Too late, Dave. Too late, Dave. Live with you forever, Can't that go will. back. Now... You can't go back, Dave. One of our sections that we set up recently is Drop the Shit, It's Time to Admit. Yes. Drop the shit, it's time to admit. <laughs> exactly. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's what it says on the tin, really. It, we, we've... we've 
tried to explain that you'll find it very liberating if you just stop lying and mm. tell us the truth. Um, the lies that you've been carrying around with you like heavy baggage for years. We're here to liberate you of all of that. Uh, this one is from Wit12. I think it might be a burner email, so I'll be careful. Actually, well, if it's a burner email, it doesn't count. His, e- his email address involves the name Fred, so let's call him Fred. This story is to reveal a long-term world-class bullshit that I've kept up for years, but now feel that this new platform... Um, is the best place to reveal it to all of my friends. Well, well done, Fred. Right. As a teenager in Manchester, I once claimed offhandedly at a friend's house that I'd appeared in an episode of the popular police drama, The Bill. It was a casual <sighs> bullshit. We all know those, don't we? Just out of boredom. Yeah. You, yeah, you're bored shitless with your mates. Your mates are so boring. You run out of conversation. You just talk about the same shit all the time. It goes round round circles. So one day you're sat there in someone's bedroom looking at the same old boring faces and you say, Bill's on in a minute. I was in that once. Because it passes the time, <laughs> doesn't it? Little do you know at that moment that it's going to carry on for 25 years. Right? <laughs> anyway, um, so he says, I appeared in the, in the bell. Uh, it was a casual bullshit that I thought would pass straight over their heads. But they pressed me further. And uh, yeah. and I claimed that my mum had been friends with the casting director. He really thought on his th- feet, didn't he? It's impressive. <laughs> um, he, got, he said, oh, yeah, my mum was friends with casting director for the bill and got me a speaking part <laughs> when I was seven years old. They pressed me further still. And I revealed that my role was uh, was on was that on screen my dad had been injured in our home, and my line was, "Quick, quick, come quick!" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like the bill to the police officers as they ran towards me and my fictional father's home. This is amazing <laughs> bullshitting, by the way. He thought he's got a whole backstory just tripping off his tongue. Um, obviously they didn't believe what I'd said despite my numerous protests and they marched me round to my mum's house to ask her right fuck this we're going to your mum's right there's only one person who can sort this out once and for all and that's your mum they asked my mum and her being the wonderful woman she is she maintained that it had happened adding that her friend Carol who'd cast me was lovely oh yes my friend the casting director of the bill Carol her name is she's lovely Casting Carol. Casting Carol, we call her. Um, so they felt in the decades since since then, the line, quick, quick, come quick, has been a favourite of me and my mates, <laughs> with them believing wholeheartedly that I was actually in an episode of The Bill. But I believe now is the time for the truth to come out. I was Ooh. not in The Bill after all. Thank you oh, and good night, Fred. Well, well done, Fred. Now that we've read that out, I hope you feel much better about your life. But I hope mm. also that quick, quick, come quick does remain um, a line anyway amongst you and all your mates. Yeah, and don't be too hard do. on him, lads. If any of Fred's yeah. mates are listening, you can understand that sometimes in adolescence things can get so boring that you do just have to pretend you were once in an episode of The Bill. And I hope the Fred's mates all like get to find out by listening to this episode. And if they weren't previous listeners, they all sign up for the Iron Filing Society, Fuck's our sake. Patreon subscription service, where for just three pounds a month you get bonus episodes, um, other episodes early, and you know, other shit. Early bird heads up for our forthcoming live shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Think on. Yeah. Get your fucking coins out. Uh, Charlie is said he has got a straight 
and shoplifting toddler story here. Oh. Uh, as a three-year-old on holiday in Lanzarote, I engaged in some shameless shoplifting, resulting in me briefly going stray. Whilst my family were momentarily distracted by my younger sister spewing up, I took the opportunity and legged it out of the hotel lobby. I managed to cross three roads without getting flattened by any senor disandats in their tow trucks. <laughs> Get out the way, English. Beep! <laughs> I cry, I fucking flatten you, mate. <laughs> I then made my way to a shop where I covertly, as much as a toddler with bright ginger hair can be discreet, pinched two crocodile and dolphin toys from the basket outside. As an eternal memorial to my crime, these toys are still in my childhood bedroom to this day. But after obtaining the goods, I'd completed my mission, but didn't know what the fuck to do next. Obviously, without any clue how to get back to the hotel, I had become a stray boy. Oh. He says, all in all, I was straight for over an hour, Fucking which in toddler time is equivalent to 40 d days and 40 yeah, nights in the is, desert. Can I just say, this is freaking me out a bit, but go on. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's I know, not it's nice. It? A stray, we don't want, on the whole, look, we'll continue this, but I don't want stray child stories because stray children are upsetting. There's a happy ending, Good. though. We, we'll, we'll, not, we'll never read out any stray children's stories that end in tragedy. <laughs> Uh, he says, eventually... <laughs> I'm still stray now, 30 years on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was going to say something I really shouldn't no, say. I know so what I'm you're going to say, it. but you're right not to. Uh, he says, eventually I was rescued by my auntie, sparing my mum from having a complete nut and meltdown. I don't think I wanted to be rescued, though. 20 years later, and I could still be the cat weasel of Lanzarote. Cat <laughs> weasel. <laughs> <laughs> it's all's well that ends well. Uh, he he managed to nick some stuff and got back safely afterwards. Good stuff. Oh man, cat weasel! I showed some of that to my son recently on. Uh, Why? Because cat weasel was on my mind because we've established him as the god of stray men, and yeah. I started thinking about how funny cat weasel was because <laughs> it is so funny. And I thought, did you did your son find it funny? He was just fucking freaked out because don't forget. <laughs> Even when I watched it and when you watched it, it was already really old to us because it came out yeah. in the late 60s, early 70s, right? Yeah. And so it was made before we were born. and But they were still showing it in the early 80s, which was when I first saw it. And even then to me, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? This mental old <laughs> cunt fucking running around with his balls dangling about behind a dressing gown fucking talking to a frog and going on about electricery it was fucking balmy and you can imagine if it's weird to me it's weird to a kid who was born in fucking 2011 but he seems to find it quite are, entertaining. Um, are, 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 are all the episodes on uh, on youtube i didn't go for all of them i watched the pilot episode is it on YouTube, though? Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. I'd give it a watch. Oh, I, think... I'd, I think definitely give it a watch. Because, I mean, the character himself, Cat Weasel, is obviously ultimate stray man. And he is <laughs> so fucking beyond weird. He is one of the weirdest characters ever. I mean, imagine that pitch. Imagine now, right, when you go and try and get a drama. I mean, imagine that. It'd be like, hello, is that the BBC? I've got a great fucking <laughs> idea for you, right? Have you got it's a one, pen? One for the kiddies. <laughs> one for the kiddies. <laughs> You've got to have more stuff for the kiddies on, right? It's all fucking mastermind this and the news that. None of the kids want to watch that. You know, on Sundays, you want to get somebody on, shut the fucking little bastards up, right? Shut them up. Here's the idea, right? There's an old cunt. He's from the olden days, right? 
<laughs> Somehow he finds a way of travelling to now. And uh, I don't know why. We're going to sort out the details. It's something to do with... He's got this frog, right? It's his pet. Talks to it. Anyway, he's a fucking basket case, this fella. You know, he's wearing all oldie time ropes and, and fucking gowns. And he's got a silly fucking beard on the go. Talking in all old-fashioned language, you know. All ye this and thee that. Kids love all that, right? Anyway. The kind of cunt you'll see down the precinct that you fucking avoid, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it'll be good because it'll be on the telly so he can't get near you. It'll be all right, yeah. And uh, anyway, he'll turn up in the fucking... He turns up in current times and as you can imagine, he does not know what the fuck's going on, right? The thrust mainly of each episode is him seeing electricity in action and basically shitting himself about it, you know? But he can't go back in time because the King's men are after him and that. Um, it's mainly because I was thinking the other day, electricity is fucking mad, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it for more than a moment, especially if you'd come from the past, you'd be like, what the fuck's that? So anyway, that's the idea. What do you reckon? Yes, it sounds quite good, actually. <laughs> I have 13 episodes. I'd <laughs> say they did it back then. Yeah. Where were we? Uh, so I've got an email here from T. O'Brien, Tom O'Brien, regular contributor, okay. contributor. And <laughs> yep. this is um, a you fucking do it variation, he says. Funny line that's along the lines of you fucking do it. Uh, he was in a pub with a mate and he goes, oh, there was a mate who was spouting nonsense about immigrants increasing NHS waiting times and taking valuable operations away from deserving Brits, especially the elderly and ex-servicemen. Uh, when I mentioned that this was bollocks and that actually immigrants in general add, uh, add positively to the economy and the NHS, he responded with, well, if you like them so much, why don't you get one? <laughs> Actually, I think I might have got the emphasis wrong that. It should be like this. Well, if you like them so much, why don't you get one? Yeah. <laughs> I've had that said to me before, actually. Marvellous in, in its simplicity and the fact that it makes no sense. I think he might have won that round with a TKO. Um, <laughs> I uh, I have had that said to me before when I was doing when I used to do the newspaper reviews on Sky and I was up against right. a right-wing commentator, who I won't name. Okay. But... I was having the conversation. They were, they were. I think it might have been during the initial Brexit referendum and they were sort of going on about how the floodgates were open and all of these people were coming over and we got to do something mm. about it. Blah, blah, blah. And I was saying, you know, obviously you're fucking mad. There is no fucking mm. problem here. They're contributing to the economy and also stop being a cunt about it. Oh, no, I think it was about refugees. And what they do is when you hit them with stats, this is very common to turn around and give it the fine. Well, when they do turn up here, we can tell them they can uh, come and stay at your house, shall yeah, we? That's yeah, not the one. point I'm making. So, yeah. oh, so you're fine. So when a load of like Romanian rapists come, they can go and live yeah. with you and your family. That's what you're saying. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. Anyway, thanks to my Brian. I, uh, and I think there's something like 10% of the UK housing stock's empty anyway, so they could just live in one of them houses. It's not a problem. And uh, here's a fact. I, on, on yesterday's podcast, I was talking about how much I hate facts because they're for cunts. Yeah. Like tactics. They're very much like tactics, aren't they, in that sense, facts. But I'm going to give you a fact anyway, so call me a cunt if you will. Please do. Do you know how much uh, of the British of British land the whole of Britain is actually built on? 
right? There's only it's about ten percent, isn't it? Four percent. Four percent. So yeah, all this full. all this housing we're crisis full. is bull- we're not fucking full. We've only built on four percent of the fucking country, <laughs> you mad bastards. And I tell you what, a load of the rest of it is fucking golf courses. So that's why I say reclaim the fucking golf courses and build a load of flats on them. Yeah, all right then. Fair enough. I was just thinking earlier on when I was watching the golf build on some, Sunday evening, get some watching lovely Tiger Woods on that. I was just thinking about the kind of cunts that, that re- regard golf as a good walk spoiled yeah, and go on and on about golf courses taking up so much of the land and what, what cunts those people are. So well, I'll call mate. you a cunt for that, but, listen, but mate, not for your fact. But the thing is, right, Like I don't know what golf courses are like up north, but down there in the south, right, the people on the golf courses are fucking Surrey and Kent and Berkshire and Hampshire. Half yeah. those fucking count- counties are golf course, pure golf course, right? Really? And the fuckers all there at the 19th hole having their gin and tonics are all the fuckers going on about the, why we do have a flood of immigrants and we are full, right? Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they're occupied entirely by cunts, these places, right? And it's like, no, mate, we're not full. What we're full of is fucking golf courses, yeah. So right. actually, Down there maybe, yeah. golf courses are cuntish. There's not enough golf courses up here, I'll say that. Well, you can have some from down here. Maybe they could start building golf courses on top of each other, like, like multi-story, multi-story golf, golf courses. courses like they've got in That'd China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they all run on time. Oh, yeah, in China, right. they've got ones that go up to... The, they've got, like, fucking 500 floors of golf courses, and each of them are 19 holers as well. They're all in Dubai, aren't they? Oh, the Dubai Fucking ones are golf, amazing. Golf courses that go up into the clouds. No, in Dubai, they've got underwater ones that go Whoa. down, all the way down. Fucking hell. Gary Neville owns one. He, he invested, <laughs> him and Bex, right, in this subaquatic golf emporium, right? <laughs> Dubai. Yeah, and it just keeps going down, down, down. It's in Dubai, and there's a hotel on top of it, but then you get a lift down, and each hole is another yeah. level up. So you go nineteen foot, you go nineteen legions under the sea, and that's where yeah. you start, and then you work your way. It'll up. be ninety two legions under the sea, class of ninety two, class of ninety two. Hey, yeah, the I've class got of one more email before we go. Mm. Right here we go. It's from David. It's kind of a Dave in disguise. He says, uh, "Just wanted to fill you in on my wife's late granddad, a lifelong bullshitter, and from what I understand, a master of his craft. If he's dead." He might be a ghost now. He might be a bullshitting ghost. Well, we don't know. He's listening from somewhere. the afterlife. Yeah, get in touch if, if you can get on the social media. Mm. Uh, he says, I only knew him for a few years before he snuffed it and only met him a few times, but before meeting him, my wife told me not to take his tall tale seriously as he had a lifelong penchant for bullshit. Nice use of penchant there. Uh, his repertoire ranged from ranged from tales of personal glory, events that could never have happened, and his personal favourite, phoning up Crime Watch or local appeals for witnesses to crimes with nonsense information, like an unconvincing wayside jack. <laughs> so he, he, he specialised in wasting police time, basically. Uh, he says, the one memorable bullshit he made while I knew him was pretty impressive. Around the mid-noughts, whichever decade that was, you know, between yeah. 2000 and 2010, uh... There was a story in the national papers about a Russian girl with supposed X-ray vision. Ted, upon reading this, decided he also had X-ray vision. It was his new favourite bullshit he would tell everyone, and he went as far as phoning the local paper to tell them about it. Incredibly, they took it at face value and sent a reporter and a photographer around to interview him about his supernatural powers. 
He told them he could see into human bodies with more accuracy than an X-ray machine. (laughs) 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 They they never asked him to prove this in any way, seemingly either being duped or, more likely, taking the Delaney approach of just letting a bullshitter run with it. Yeah, got to do it. He says... The next time his long-suffering wife picked up the local rag, she found a half-page interview with her husband describing one detail, describing in detail his powers of X-ray vision, accompanied by a spooky close-up picture of his eyes. <laughs> he didn't have dementia or any diagnosed mental health issue. He'd been up to this sort of caper since being a young man. He died a couple of years later, and I think it's fair to say he saved his best bullshit to last going out on a high. <laughs> a lifelong career bullshitter there. Fucking hell, Ending great. Ending with an X-ray, X-ray vision story. I'm going to really, as I get older, once I get to, once I'm old and infirm, do you know what I mean? Just like, mm. not fully, or just as I start to become decrepit and sitting around more, I'm going to really amp, amp up the bullshitting. Because yeah. it's one of the best ways of amusing yourself when you're yeah. not mobile, isn't it? Well, it's like doing crosswords. It keeps you mentally agile, doesn't it? It as does, well? yeah. And you can tell grandchildren and great-grandchildren all sorts of made-up lies about your life. Yeah. They'll just fucking yeah, believe exactly. it, won't they? Because you're so old. They think, oh, probably he was a pirate. Like kids today, they don't understand history at all. It's because they haven't seen Cat Weasel. So they don't really understand. <laughs> like, you know the way they don't know where anywhere is? We were talking the other day about how millennials don't know where anywhere is. <laughs> yeah, Putney. But yeah, they also don't know any time in relation. So they, they go olden days, and they could just as easily mean the 60s or like the Bronze Age. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you go, when you're a grandfather or a great-grandfather or whatever, and you're sat there, oh, it'll be lovely, won't it? You're sat there in your old people's spider hole, right? Ooh. With a blanket over your legs, your flask, yeah. right? And whatever else it is you're doing with your Bottle time. cooking sherry. Fucking brilliant. And they'll come to see you. And first of all, you'll be like, did you bring my sherry? And they'll go, yes, yes, gramps, yes, grampies. We brought your show. Right, give it here. And then you'll be like, you just start telling them a story about, when I when I was a kid, I had this uh, stegosaurus I used to ride about on. I used to ride it to school in the morning. <laughs> they just fucking believe it. Because they just look at you, think you're an old bastard, and they think, yeah, whatever, mate. <laughs> One thing you were saying oh, about... Oh, they actually genuinely believe it. The ghosts... Um, uh, whether they can get on the social media, you don't know. You know yeah. what I'm thinking? Business idea. A social media app Social media for, for ghosts. ghosts. Just for ghosts, yeah. It's yeah, we'll do idea, that. Put it, it on the list. We could put, put that. It on the we, list. We could find some angel investors and do one of those yeah. elevator pitches. Definitely. Yeah. That, feels, that feels like a thing. Right, that's it from this episode, Sam. Okay. That's enough. Good. You're right. And... Um, Let's just happy get out while well. we can. Uh, yeah, happy birthday to me. I haven't arranged for all of my celebrity tributes, have I? I might get... You haven't done anything on that. No, uh, no. they might come in later in the week and we can look back because <laughs> this is being broadcast on my special day. And yeah, but recorded in advance because you refuse to do any work. I will not on be working birthday. on my Quite birthday. Quite right. I will not Quite be working right. on my birthday at all. Work. Um, I will be on the south coast of England just enjoying myself. Um, yeah. in what few ways that I have left to enjoy are, are myself. allowed left to you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you ruined all the other ones. And I will, and I will, as the celebrity tributes flood in, probably into my mm. voicemail, 
I'll listen back to them and what ones I like I will play out on a show later in the week. Hold up to your microphone. Okay. Yeah, I'll just hold it out <laughs> to the microphone. Yeah. Good. Well, I hope we have a lovely day. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back. Um, for, we, we might be back a bit later in the week with uh, Kevin Keegan because your birthday has knocked the schedule out of whack. Yeah, but, sorry, um, everyone. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck, Tough shit. Fuck all of you. My birthday's more important than any of you or your birthdays, which are yeah. pathetic. Quite right. Ta-da. See ya. make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.